You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about 1 John 4.18 and uh, the subject of fear. Now, in today's world, um, whether you're in the United States, whether you're honestly any part of the world, um, the way a lot of um, a lot of the way the media is is picturing the culture and the societal norms today, especially with the um, supposed demic. Uh, it's pretty much what I'm going to call it. I, I just want to make sure that this, uh, this episode doesn't get, you know, uh, triggered or anything by, um, algorithms and whatnot. And so, uh, you know, 2020 was, um, a whole new ball game for many of us, uh, for different reasons. Everybody has you know, the different experiences and, uh, it opened a lot of eyes to, um, to the place of fear in in this world. And, um, you know, I, I can't speak too much about what's going on outside of my bubble because, you know, I wasn't everywhere all at one time. And honestly, I could just see what other people in other parts of the world through social media was saying about, you know, their, their bubbles. Um, so I, I can only, I can only attest to, you know, um, on, you know, this, my little inside looking out, looking into theirs, you know? Um, so it was pretty broad, but I will say Um, from what I've heard and read and watched about everybody's lives in 2020 and coming into 2021. Um, it was, um, you know, different experiences. Uh, but the resounding word in all of it was fear. Whether, um, someone says you're fearful because of your convictions or another person, you know, or you're saying that other people are fearful because of what they believe, um, doesn't really matter, um, in this, in this episode, because that's not what I'm talking about. Um, not going into politics or anything, honestly, what opened the eyes during 2020 and even in 2021 has been this, um, very apparent, stronghold of fear in people's lives and also in the body of Christ, uh, talking about the church as a whole, um, was this, um, was this, this institute of institute, I I mean, oppression, um, called fear and, you know, um, I think at one point in time, uh, depending on where you lived, uh, this idea of fear, you know, wasn't really something that, um, 
you you thought of every day you thought fear as in um you know those that you know were arachnophobics or you know uh things like that you know scream whenever a bug's on you you know you know things like that and and it we didn't really categorize fear um as something so mind-numbing and jarring and uh paralyzing to um emotions to uh to the body than what we just stepped into um of course there's other parts of the world where people um have to face um whether or not they're going to live in fear you know every day of their lives you know there's there's believers you know this is a christian podcast so there's believers in christ that are living in countries where it is illegal to be a believer in jesus it is it's not just um um being illegal it's it's not illegal to be an atheist you know what i mean it's illegal period to be a believer in jesus it's illegal to have a bible it's illegal to carry bibles um some places um unless that bible it has been um certified by by the country by the state uh and um that doesn't mean you get the whole Bible <laughs> and this, and it doesn't mean that it wasn't rewritten, um, by, um, uh, those in the country that want nothing to do with, um, with Jesus. So, um, there are people that have to live every day in this constant knowledge that they can be found out as a believer in Jesus and, they can lose their lives or their uh, jobs or their homes or their families um, or like uh, a lot of women that uh, are believers in Jesus and they have to be quiet about it or their husbands will beat them to death or throw acid at them or um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of horrible stories about women that are believers in Jesus that their husbands find out about it and the awful things that they allow, um, even the family to do to that woman, um, in order to put fear in her life and make her so afraid of her life that she would choose not to be a believer in Jesus, which quite honestly, um, in the matter of fear, um, those who are not believers don't realize that for a believer in Christ, the more that happens, the stronger you lean toward him, uh, toward Jesus. And, um, and the fear is removed when, when that man or that woman that believes in Jesus relies on him. Um, and the, the reason for that is in first John four eighteen. Um, it's a, it's a perfect love. Now with all that's been going on last year and this year and, um, all the changes that have happened. Um, I mean, look at Canada, Canada isn't even allowing churches, uh, to, to meet and have services. 
And um, those that do, their pastors are arrested. Um, and uh, I have friends in Canada. Uh, and so whether or not you believe what I just said, I have friends in Canada that are having to be careful um, because an arrest can happen. So, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really true. It's really happening and it's right there on our border. Um, there's, there's places in Mexico that, um, have been known to persecute believers in Jesus, not the Catholics because it's actually the Catholic church that has been persecuting those that remove themselves from the Catholic church because they got born again and they've realized that, um, um, the Catholic church, uh, is, is, um, it's just, it's not freedom in Christ. It's not real. It's just religion. It's just a systematic religious, you know, you know, uh, uh, um, belief. It's not true. It's not biblical, you know, um, and, and so they take a stand and they say, I believe in Jesus, Jesus, uh, transform my life. I'm, I'm a born again believer. And they step out of the church and the Catholic church persecutes them. And, um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard about it for years and, and I've prayed for them. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm actually seeing through another ministry, um, a uh, pastor and his wife, um, they're, uh, they're having a house built that ministry sewed into them and they're having a house built for them, uh, in, in, in their country that has persecuted believers in Jesus. And, and they're, they're going to, you know, stay there and stand there and, and build a church, you know, they have a church and and they're going to continue believing it to grow and prosper and, and I pray for them. I, I love hearing how their home is, you know, the building is progressing and everything because uh, because of what I've heard about believers there. And they're standing even though, you know, those that, that are angry and, and against it, um, I mean, those believers could be afraid. And maybe even times they are. But because of... Um, this perfect example of first John four eighteen, they continue to, uh, walk in Christ and, and stand, uh, on the conviction of, of who Jesus is and what Jesus did for them. And they're not letting go of that. So let me read to you first John four eighteen, and I'm going to read it to you in the new King James. And then I'm going to read it to you in the, um, classic amplified just to give it you know a little more zest okay so first john 4 18 says there is no fear in love but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love now in the amplified the classic amplified amplified it says there is no fear in love dread does not exist But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment 
And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love or is not grown into love's complete perfection. Now, the reason I think it is so important right now to talk to believers in Christ, and this is for believers in Christ, um, about fear is because we need to understand that fear is not to be a, a part of our lives. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect and I don't, I don't ever fear. I mean, I, I have my own, my own battles to, um, to face. And uh, to be quite honest, there's been a period of time of having to um, face a particular battle that's happening in, you know, in my, in my family, just, you know, within the nuclear part of my family. And, um, and my husband and I have been facing it and, and we've had our own pieces of, at least for me, I'll, I'll, I'll just, uh, talk about me, um, had my moments of, of, uh, facing fear and having to, um, come to the revelation and being reminded because so often it's not just, um, it's not just having the revelation of something, um, in scripture and then you never have to be reminded of it again. The thing about, the thing about the father and the thing about his love and, and, and his grace is there are going to be times where you have to remind yourself and you have to be reminded of the revelation that you've had before of something. And, and in this case, fear of the revelation of, uh, I, I don't have to walk in fear of whatever the situation leads and whatever is going on. Um, because, because of his love, his love casts out all fear. And it's something that I wanted to talk about really quick was, um, this revelation, uh, on, um, what it means about his perfect love casting out all fear. I hear so often and I, and I'm, I'm not really knocking it. Okay. But I hear so often the encouragement of, uh, what do you call them on social media? Uh, life coaches, <laughs> Christian life coaches. Uh, I think that's what they call themselves. Um, but I hear it in ministries and stuff too, where, um, they encourage you to say, I, uh, I will not walk in fear. I choose not to walk in fear. And it's good to, to look at yourself and declare that. Um, but I do want to share with you this nugget of, um, this nugget of truth, of wisdom, of experience and revelation in all of this, because I have yet to hear what should follow with that. And it's not just speaking it and believing it. Um, and so you do, you know, uh, a lot of times, like when you say, I will not walk in fear and you just tell yourself, I will not walk in fear, um, is a, it's an action. That is an action. That is a doing. And, um, a few years ago, um, uh, in the middle of revival, 
because uh, I'm I'm living in revival. Just I I think I'll say that probably have to say that in just about every episode. So if you are a frequent listener, you know I'm I'm not gonna apologize for the fact of saying over and over again I live in revival. But I'm currently living in revival and. Uh, a few years ago, like very new into it all, the Lord gave me a revelation of what it meant um, to sit at his feet, you know, to be like, to be like Martha. Uh, I love it when uh, Lady Nicole, our, our pastor, our pastor's wife, um, talks about living the, not, Mar- Mar- not Martha, living the Mary life. Uh, sorry, it, I meant, I meant Mary. Um but living the merry life and not living as Martha, which Martha, you know, that Lazarus sisters, Mary and Martha, uh, Martha was a doer. She did it to gain favor and to show that she was faithful and, you know, to be seen. Okay. Um, she was a doer. She was an, she, she acted upon, um, where Mary, uh, sat at Jesus' feet and listened to everything that Jesus had to say. And um, and Jesus even told Martha when she was really upset that Mary was just sitting there and not helping her do all the work. He, you know, he said, Martha, Mar- Martha, you're you're troubled by many things, but I'm not going to tell Mary to get up and help you when she she understands what's really important. Is basically what Jesus was saying. And, um, and there was a revelation. The Lord gave me a revelation during all of this about what it meant to be at his feet, the way Mary was at his feet. And the Lord told me more can be done as an action. More can be done at my feet than you up and doing. And I said, Lord, that doesn't make any sense how something can be done while at your feet um, instead of up and doing things. And, and he told me again, more can be done at my feet than with you up and doing things. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to figure that out. So I'm going to concentrate at being at your feet and just abide in you and sit at your feet and listen to everything you have to say. And then see what happens. Because if you're saying that more as an action and things can happen at your feet. Well, then I, I want to see how this plays out because I'm really curious. Um, and I saw so, so much happen, action, so many things done while just abiding with him and sitting with him and listening to him, spending time with him. And that revelation rocked my world. But I, I can say that I... The Lord has had to remind me to be at his feet, to abide with him, that that's where action is done, is in, in abiding with him. And, um, and it's the same thing with, um, with all that's going on right now and, and the subject of fear. You know, we can say, I will not walk in fear. I choose not to walk in fear and have this action on us. But we have to be careful not to be Martha's and not be just doing. But actually, this is the nugget of truth. Here's this wisdom and experience that I'm giving to you. And I'm, I'm handing this to you is 
Don't just say it. Sit at his feet and let him do it. The beauty of 1 John 4.18, of his perfect love casting out all fear, is that love, his love for you, um, can only be perfected when you abide with him, when you understand his love, when his love is able to be poured out upon you. And the most perfect time to experience his love is when you're at his feet, is when you're with him, is when you're abiding with him. And his love can be perfected in you. His perfect love can remove all fear because of, of, of abiding with him. Okay, so more can be done when it comes to fear. My brothers and sisters in Christ, if you abide with him, if you sit at his feet, if you spend time with him, that fear has to go because, per, because perfect love casts out all fear. You can't have fear. Fear can't have you if you're with him, if you're abiding in his perfect love. If you're, if you're just letting him talk and share with you, you know, all that he has to say, all that his love, you know, his love can give and, and it's limitless. His love is limitless. It's not just this one time deal. It's just like a marriage, you know, uh, a marriage, the love between a husband and wife grows. It's something that is added to um, over time and is even perfected over time and, and, um, and even changes. There's a change that happens because your, your bond with that person grows and grows and, and you become closer and closer. Um, and certain, uh, uh, trials and tribulations and unexpected, uh, things that unexpectedly happen, uh, uh, along the way, um, can either, uh, cause you to, because of your choice can either cause you to separate or can cause you to come together. Like, um, your love grows as a husband and wife. If you abide with each other, if you spend time together, if you share in the experience together, talk with one another and communicate, it's the same thing with the Lord. It's the same thing being with him. It's the same way his love is perfected in us. Um, it's spending time with him and abiding with him and, and not allowing the things around us and the tribulations and the temptations and the unexpected occurrences to, to separate us from the father, but instead bind us to him and spend time with him. And so I just wanted to share that with you today and encourage you to abide in the Lord. If, if you're facing, whether it's the stuff that's been going on or this unexpected occurrence that has happened, um, where fear has slapped you in the face or, or you're facing it or you're being oppressed by it. Um, whatever the situation is where you are just, um, overwhelmed or overcome, or even if it's just a little thing where, where fear has come in to your life, I want to encourage you, um, uh, by telling you, uh, it don't just do the action of saying, I will not, you know, uh, and, and let it be a mind thing where you're saying, I choose not to live in fear, but, but then there's the abiding in him. Make sure that your action is perfected by sitting at his feet. 
because more can be done there than than going to a counselor. More than can be done at at the feet of Jesus than going to a therapist. More can be done at the feet at the feet of Jesus than going to a psychiatrist. More can be done at the feet of Jesus than listening to life coaches on social media. I'm sorry, it's the truth, and I'm not sorry at the same time. More can be done at the feet of Jesus than watching the latest podcast of of some person, you know, that um, is, is encouraging. Uh, even then, more can be done at the feet of Jesus. That, that's even why I'm not going to give you too much on how to be overcome by fear. Because the only thing that can really cast out fear and help you to overcome fear is abiding with Jesus and being at his feet. That is the way. Perfect love casts out all fear. So... Please, if you're dealing with fear, don't go to all the other sources. Sit at his feet, abide with him, spend time with him. Tell him that you're over, you know, you're dealing with fear and you just want to sit with him and let him perfect his love and let him cast out that fear and you will understand what it means to be perfected in his love and to grow in his love. There's a maturity and and in abiding with him and understanding what his love is it grows. And so until then, until next time, my brothers and sisters in Christ, be blessed.